Did you see the cows out front no. this morning? Okay. No. So we had a um we had an episode this week and we were out working in the front yard and um I had come in for a bit and Kim came running in and do you know Dwight's number and Dwight's the farmer the lizard. Do you know Dwight's number? Do you know Dwight's? I said, I don't. Um, I'm sure we can find it. We found it before. I said, what's up? She goes, a baby cow is over on our side. It's in our yard. And so I put my shoes on and come down and uh, I get out there and she said, well, the cow jumped over, just jumped right back over into the thing. There's an electric fence that's out there that's... Low enough that our dogs have gotten zapped once or twice when they went over to chase the cows. Mm-hmm. But she's standing there looking and she's she's saying, is the cow okay? Do you think it's going to be all right? And we've had coyotes out here quite a bit. And oh, all right. uh, I said, yeah, I'm sure. You know, it's, it's not usual for a calf to be separated from its mother. But I said, I'm sure it's going to find its mother, et cetera. And she goes, it just jumped right back over. It was, it just jumped right back over. And I said, yeah, you know, you think the the farmers would know that if the cows can jump over the moon, that the fence should be no problem. And there was a pause of like five seconds and I could just see the wheels going in her mind. She turns, she goes, oh, I can't believe that you, I let you get away with that. <laughs> Those are always the best ones. Kind of the slow burn ones are always the best ones. <laughs> And welcome to the Thinking Not Podcast. I'm Cap, and I'm joined by my good friend and the guy who carries the show, a dot Charles. I'm slowly learning, Charlie. So rather than ask you what's on your mind today, I'm going to ask you what's in your heart today? What topic are you feeling? I'm feeling a great deal of uh, exuberance. Oh, okay. I feel as though the events of recent uh, couple of years have been bringing important issues into focus and engaging good, caring people into action. That's great. Let's, uh, Let's continue that train then. So today, I thought we could try a practical experiment. Uh, Charles is going to teach me how to examine my feelings. I've got my (laughs) magnifying glass. I've set up my soul mirror next to the microphone so I can really look deep inside. And I'm ready and willing to learn how to let my heart rather than my mind guide me. So, Charlie, if you're up for the challenge, can we try to show people what you really mean when you talk about examining your feelings? I surely can. All right. Listeners, if you're ready, then let's grab a cup of coffee and chat. The Thinking Knot is a podcast developed to help those who are trying to become better, a little bit better today than yesterday. It is an honest dialogue about the real-life challenges we each encounter as intention meets obstacle in the course of an every day. In our conversation, we weigh rational thought against our gut feeling of what is right, and we forge a path together using what is in our hearts if we can all just awaken and get into rhythm with that beat. Thanks for joining today's discussion. 
So, Charlie, you've known me long enough to know that I enjoy kidding around. Our listeners don't know me. So I want to start out by just emphasizing that I'm not trying to belittle feeling versus thinking. Uh, I am genuinely interested in trying to understand how to explore feelings, uh, you know, in some healthy kind of way and how to do that without engaging the brain. So soul mirror aside, I first wanted to say that I recognize the value in this kind of reflection. But here's the thing. We've talked a lot around this subject. So I thought it was time to try to make it as real as we possibly can for listeners and to actually show them how to approach self-reflection with what else? A real life example. Okay, dokie. So before we get into the real life example, I just wanted to start out with a few simple questions. First, is self-reflection and using our feelings to process, you know, that that reflection, is it something that we can explore on our own? And what I mean by that is, is, is it better? I, I, first of all, I think it. some people have issues they're trying to deal with that are better handled with some kind of professional help one way or the other. But is it better to do this kind of exploration on your own or with somebody who's able to guide you to reflect in a healthy way or, or some kind of training to help you reflect in a healthy way? Cap, the, uh, the help is out there. Uh, we, we, as a collective uh, humanity, has been stumbling and, and, and grappling with these very questions since they started having feelings, started having thoughts, started. Yeah. I mean, we've just been in this uh, molasses of, I don't want to call it a tar pit because I want to lick my fingers every now and then. So. <laughs> molasses is better for that. Right, right. So I'm in this molasses that I just, I, I get sticky. It's not all horrible, but it's like, I have a a feeling and this is what a feeling is i don't know what that is my mind does not have the ability to tell me what a feeling is just like i can go up to a hot stove and i can know that that stove is on i can see the light on i can see the burner rings hot and my mind can say that's probably hot but if I walked up to um, the first stove I ever saw and I saw a light and I saw a, a fiery or a, a, a red thing on that and I don't know what a stove is, I would reach for it maybe just to see and I would feel something from my hand as I got close. And my hand, my body has senses that my mind doesn't have. My fingers, my hand senses something that my mind didn't tell me it was hot. It said it was glowing. And I approached it as I got closer. I thought, well, maybe I should touch it. And I went to touch it and something else said, don't touch that. Now, I can overrule my hand 
I can put my hand on that hot stove. Right. And what do we do? We pull it off, go, yep, that was hot. My hand was telling me it's hot. My mind said, see how hot it is. So I touch it and it hurts. I want to blame my mind. My, my hand wants to blame my mind. My ouchie wants to blame my mind. And my mind goes, you wouldn't have known unless you touched it. My mind claims no responsibility whatsoever for the pain I'm feeling. But your mind would be the first to say, hey, remember the last time you touched something hot? And Okay. Now, memory is a proper use of my mind. Recalling a previous experience is a proper use of my mind. Have I been here before? What was the result when I did this? That's the proper use of my mind. Projecting into the future is speculation. Extrapolating from a experience or even a sequence of experiences and telling myself, then I know what this is. It will be like this forever. And then I go to uh, somebody's house and uh, I go to turn on their stove and nothing happens. And I'm like, how come it's not getting hot? And they say, well, it doesn't work like that. It works like this. And you go, oh, there's more than one type of stove? Yes. Yes, yes, and yes. There's more than one type of stove. There's more than one type of refrigerator. There's more than... So all these things are new to me constantly because you're doing things differently in your world than I'm doing in my world. So we start talking about it. Now, are we comparing styles of heating? Are we comparing methods of heating? Are we comparing, 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 comparing for the purposes, I hope, of helping one another? Yeah. Now, when I start to compare for a reason other than helping, because helping is another word for caring, caring is another word for love, love is another word for a feeling. I'm caring about you. I'm sharing information freely. I'm not saying, oh, you think yours is better than mine. That's a feeling but it's a judgment feeling. Right. And it's not based on trying to help. It's, it's a hurt feeling. What was two people equally sharing information on different types of stoves or different, I don't feel like I like you anymore because you just hurt my feelings. And so that word is introduced from a number of different angles. I can feel like you violated my friendship with you. You didn't make it safe for me to share something with you. I can feel like you're an error in your judgment. My stove is actually better than your stove. And let me convince you why. So I have feelings that are not just one feeling. I have multiple feelings that pop out of one moment where you reacted to my stove in a way that I wasn't, I wasn't happy with. You did something unexpected. I would like to find out either what's wrong with you or what's wrong with me. So I'm no longer just sharing freely 
my experience with the stove and your experience with the stove, I'm now comparing. And I can feel less than or better than based upon how I think or feel. Yeah, and to your point, you're not necessarily feeling, you're judging, which is different than feeling. Right, because when I care for you, one of the things I don't want to do, I don't care to judge you. I care to get to know you. So if I'm all of my caring is about correcting you, hmm, you might look at me and say, I'm not sure I need correction from you. And you're right. So I have to wait to see if you ask, does your stove act like this or what's your stove like? If you're interested, I'll talk to you about heat. I'll talk to you about my experience with stoves. I'll talk to you about whatever because I care to share my experience with you, but I can't tell you what to do with your stove. It's yeah. your stove. So you bring up an interesting idea for me, and I have a person in my life who has struggled with somebody in their family hmm. and uh, doesn't agree with what this person has done. And what I have suggested is that if you love this person, you need to accept them for who they are, even with those faults. I'm wondering if acceptance is really the right approach or if it is just, you just, you just need to love them. Well, love is a verb. And so the way I put it into action is when I am discussing something with somebody, it's usually when they have energy around it. They're Mm -hmm. either really, they like it or they're having trouble with it. If they like it, I really care to hear what they like about it. Not that they like it. What is it about it that you like? So when I ask you that question, you can open up more to me and just tell me like, but a lot of times we go, yeah, I like it too. Well, that's not getting to know you. That's just like going, okay, well, there's nothing else to say there. I said, I like it. He said he liked it. What else do we talk about? I guess we like it. There's no conversation with that. Right. The conversation comes from caring. What is it about that that you like? So I can know just one more small little nuance of cap. Mm -hmm. The same way with me, if you are not happy or not in a good space, I care to ask, hey, what's going on? You seem a little like, tell me about, and I don't say sad. I don't say, I don't label what you're feeling. I just leave it blank. You seem a little like... And that lets you know that I've picked up on something, but I'm not going to tell you what it is. Because if I tell you, you seem sad, the very first thing you'll say is, no, I don't. Right. Because I don't want to be sad. I don't want you to see that I feel sad. Don't ask me why. I don't want you to know. Somehow it's weak. I'm a man. You're not supposed to be sad. I'm supposed to be strong or something. I don't know what the BS line I'm feeling about myself. 
But I do know that when I start to suppress, deny, or avoid my feelings, they don't go away. They, they're like a toothache. They don't, it's not like a strained muscle. It doesn't fix itself. This thing sits there and festers and gets impacted and then, then gets complicated and it could lead to sepsis and yada, 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 yada. You know the drill. So any infection or wound that's not cleaned and attended to is an opportunity to turn into something much more serious than the initial wound. That's why we talk about feelings when they're current, not when they're like from two years ago. Your memory is shot, so is mine. I have a 72-hour rule with my partner. And it, it took me a long time to learn this. If it's something doesn't upset me or bother me enough to bring it up to you directly while it's small and within 72 hours, I have to tell myself it didn't matter and I have to let it go. And that's on me because if the next time that situation happens and I go, oh, that reminds me. And I go back to that thing I didn't mention the last right. time. It's yep. doubled. Yes. It didn't sit there idly. Right. You've thought about it over and over again. Oh, yeah. and, and so by the time a second uh, confirming or, or uh, reinforcing or, you know, you did this just like that the last time, I've got triple at least the amount of energy, not double because it happened once. Now it happened twice. No, no. It's, it's like interest in the bank. It's compounding. It is. And it's doing it with a little bit of thought and a little bit. You ever pick a scab and make it bleed again? Yes, I have. So with that in mind, I do that with my emotional outies. I want to know, does it still hurt? Uh, yeah, it still hurts. <laughs> but I do that on the inside. Nobody knows I'm sitting there picking at that scab. And then by the time you're there, the scab's off because you're the one who gave me the original wound. And then you touch that wound right there where you touched it the last time by saying the same thing or giving me the same look or forgetting to give me the same look or whatever it is I feel like you're doing. You put your finger right on that spot again and I light up at you. Yeah. I snap. And that's on me because the initial little ouchie could have been dealt with initially. Just by saying, hey, that hurt. Can we look at this a little bit? What were, what were you trying to express to me? Because I know you love me. So what were you trying to say? Because it came, it came over like, mm, I'm not sure what you... <laughs> so rather than telling a person what they meant or... Right, or what they're feeling. Right. Let, yeah. and, and rather than claiming that they caused you to feel something... You say, you know, I'm kind of tempted to take this personally. So the, the edges, the, the, we think of a, a boundary as like a wall, uh, the great wall of me, like China. The great wall of Charlie is up and around my property or my personhood or whatever. Your ego usually. but Oh, that's all it is, yeah. my friend, because what I really have is a membrane. I have a cellular membrane surrounding me where things are coming in and out, interacting with me all the time. And some of it is taking stuff out and some of it is bringing stuff in. And I am deciding what I'm going to pay attention to, what I like, what I don't like. And if you come across my boundary or my border, whatever it is, my membrane, and you have something that is a little toxic to me, I would like to go over there while it's small and say, hey, what are you bringing me? 
Are you bringing me truths? Are you bringing me caring? Are you bringing me, what are you bringing me? Because you got my attention the way you said that. And if you are bringing me some of the negativity from your day or your neck of the woods or your membranes or whatever, so I'm getting some of your disposal energy, I don't have to take that on board. I can say, hey, let me help you clean that up or let's look at that. Looks like you're in a bit of a mess. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that you're stupid to be in a mess because you're not. Life is messy. I can get my panties in a wad as quick as anybody else over something. And I need help to somebody to come over and say, you shouldn't be doing that. That's like denying my experience. I am doing this. I need help not to do this because I don't know how to do it not my, by myself. So if somebody loves me, if somebody is out there looking in the world to care, they will see that somebody is having a hard time in that moment. And so we get to be the angel in that moment or the good Samaritan where you just go over and say, hey, what's going on in your day? That is love. I don't have to do anything more to bring love into this world than to look for moments to step into caring. I don't have to think about what am I going to do today? I'm going to go out and love on the world. I'm going to appreciate beauty. I'm going to treat the person in front of me as a friend I haven't met yet who may or may not be having a bad day. And I'm not going to think they woke up since I never met them. And they're going to be out to get me. No, they're fighting the world and themselves. I just happen to be in their path. Yep. So as we talk about self-reflection, I'll call it empathetic reflection to... To sure. indicate that we're trying to do this through our feeling, not through our, our thinking. Mm -hmm. But what is the goal of empathetic reflection? Are we trying to just understand ourselves a little bit better or are we trying to correct something that we sense or feel needs, needs rebalancing or correction? As a business owner or as a, a car owner or as a, I don't know, anything that I have that can mechanically break. I ask people who have a lot of experience in those kinds of things or machines or uh, processes. This is the kind of noise it's making. This is the kind of way it's, you know, because if I can't get it to work as advertised, so to speak, I pretty much assume it's either a defective product or a defective person trying to operate a product. My go-to is, is to say, I need some help in just understanding how to put this together or what this is supposed to sound like. I don't even know. I'm inexperienced. You're the expert. You see this. And we trust, we try, we trust. Somebody says something and we try it. If it works, we go, he must have known on this issue what he was talking about. And we say, thanks. Now, if he says, I know what you should do with your dog. I said, I didn't ask you about my dog. <laughs> You're just fixing my car. You just did the one thing and you did it really nicely. And I'm very grateful, but that didn't give you license to come in and fix anything else in my life that I didn't ask you about. Well, what, what's that all about? So I very carefully, because there are people who want you to come and fix them. What they want to do is 
uh, have you uh, do it for them. All right. Not to do it with them. See now, so willingness is the key. You have to ask, and I will always do my best to help if asked. If not asked, or if asked just one specific thing, I give any help that I have on that one specific thing, but that doesn't give me like, now I'm in. You know, no, it's just like, are you, was that good enough? And are you done? And they say, they say, yes. I said, thanks. What else would you like to do? I don't need to help you anymore. You're not asking for it. I want to get to know you. I might ask you a question about something unrelated. And you go, well, you just change topics so easily. Like you don't stay stuck on anything. And I said, well, what for? Is there anything else to say about that? <laughs> and they go, well, no, not really. And she said, well, you can let it go. Yeah, you can just let it go. Let's move on. And they're like, wow, hmm. how do you do that? Yeah. Well, self-recrimination is the first uh, lesson of learning that we were taught. Yes. <laughs> you know, you should have known better. You should have learned faster. You, 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 you. So the minute I feel like I got it wrong, I double my efforts to get it right. And and I get so wound around axle wheels everywhere I look, trying to just get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right, get it right. I tell people to practice getting it wrong and yep. see how you feel about it not going smoothly. Is that wrong? We talked about spilled milk. Yep. So, again, there's... I could give you 5,000 examples for any single principle of truth that we operate under. And why? You show me a place where you're stuck and I'll show you the truth that applies that'll get you unstuck. Great. Well, let's let's go ahead and move into a uh, quick real life example just to show people how to reflect on something uh, in a healthy way and work through it using feeling instead of thinking. So here's my example. And I'm going to tell you something, Charlie, that I don't mean in a harsh way, but just sharing a little bit of uh, my struggle. And that is you have me double thinking myself all the time now. <laughs> I don't mean that in a harsh way. I think it's actually a good thing. I'm hoping it's a sign that I'm growing uh, and becoming a little bit more aware or at least awake. So here's what I mean. The other day, my wife framed an honors award that my son had received. And as I looked at it, my first feeling was just a swelling pride. And normally that would have been the end of it. But in this case, uh, what immediately followed was a curiosity about why I was feeling proud. <laughs> and I'm, I'm laughing because he's over here cheering across the table from oh, me. Oh, I am. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't my award, right? It was my son who had worked his butt off to graduate uh, his engineering program with honors. And all I did was we paid for it and we, we supported him along the way. So I ended up questioning whether my pride was a good feeling or not a good feeling. And in looking at this in a positive light, I could say that I'm growing because in the past I wouldn't even have you know, paid any attention to it. I would have just gone on with my day. <laughs> so hopefully I'm a little bit more awake to some of these feelings than I have been in the past. But in exploring it a bit, I told myself that I wasn't bragging to anyone about it until this podcast. <laughs> I don't 
put my son on a pedestal. You know, I know that he's made mistakes in the past. I know he'll make mistakes in the future. Uh, so, but we have certainly rewarded him for the good decisions he's made. And he's made a lot of very good decisions in his life. And I also know that he has a very good heart. So, you know, those are all things that make me feel like he is deserving of my pride. So I wasn't taking the pride as my own. Um, It was not something that I did, but I found myself wondering if pride was the right feeling to have about all of this. And as we go into graduation next week, I'll be going through this a lot uh, in the next uh, week to 10 days. So here we are. I have an emotional conundrum. And rather than sit and probe it further, I am willing to to play my part in this. But I thought I'd just dump it into your lap on air and have you uh, use this as a real life example of how to work through this kind of self-reflection with our feelings. Mm. Thanks. The you're never harsh to me, by the way. The very first place I would ask us to begin to get a, a, some traction on that feeling is the word pride. Because I would ask you, what, what you're not proud as he's a reflection of you, so he look, you know, like he's uh, no. So it's right. not like pride by proximity. So it's no, you know, trickle down. Of, uh, I had very okay. little to do with his brain. Okay. <laughs> and or his application and or all the hundreds of decisions and choices he made that you know nothing about. Correct. All you can see at this moment is he finished what he started and he he really applied himself in a way that you respect absolutely and appreciate yeah. because that's how you attempt to apply yourself in all the endeavors you do you just lean in and 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 you have good integrity and you have really noble intentions and you you get enthused you you get in, involved in that and that's all coming from a place of feeling you didn't think your way to that passion or that commitment. It, it was Correct. a way in which you've chosen to respond to the challenge of academia, to the request of your parents as you were growing up to do it this way versus that way. All these moldings and, and, and then onboardings that you've created a cap out of. And you're watching your son create his self out of these ex- educational experiences, these application experiences, these abstract things that I think I want and all. And you just, there's a sense of, oh, look, it didn't start with me and it's not going to end with me. It's, it's like the human, the human thing goes on. Like I'm watching uh, the next gen of humanity. Yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah, right. certainly there's, so there's part of that. There's a connectiveness and, and I sometimes will be proud of us as human beings that we engage in that kind of support. We engage in that kind of exploration. We engage and uh, try. Where we don't do that is on the inside. 
because we have no guide, no, uh, everything is, um, oh God, I have to read one thing that I said that I wasn't going to read, but I'm going to read it. Sorry, readers, this is unannounced. Well, <laughs> we're, we're taking a slight detour. A slight detour because I, I, it makes a difference for me and, and Cap is uh, being very uh, gracious. I even wrote this on the page. This is a zag from the top part. So when I am uh, upset, scared, confused, or frustrated, I'm usually in trouble with uh, someone an authority figure, a parent or a partner or somebody that I care about, I'm in trouble. I'm, And usually uh, I'm learning these things prior to the age of 10. I suggest that it's prior to the age of six. But in essence, in all of my searchings for um, what went wrong, why am I wrong? This is, I'm told to go to my room and think about it to go to my room and figure out what we did wrong and then to come back and explain myself. These are my instructions. This is the only internal instructions I was given as a, a developing young adult in America, a child, male, white, again, again, how many labels you want to put on me? I'm a human being doing the best I can. And I have a costume that is uh, currently out of fashion. <laughs> okay. Being confused and wanting and or needing to cooperate and obey these people who I love or 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 care about and uh and maybe even if if I have really tough parents uh, I my physical well-being may be in jeopardy if I don't figure out what I did uh right or wrong or something. So off we went and we were in timeout somewhere. Now, none of that is particularly troublesome for a one time of or even a now and then of, you know, in fact, there are instances where in such an instruction could or would be quite effective, you know, to really to go and have a yeah. moment. But if I don't know anything about what really a thought is, it's just like all this stuff is just popping in my head. I have no idea. Is that a thought? Is that a thought? Is that a feeling? Is that a thought? Is that a, I mean, I'm just, I'm trying to figure all this out. I'm new here. I'm less than six revolutions around the sun here. And I'm trying my best to please you. What if you're not healthy? Ooh. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's a whole kettle of fish. What if you are healthy, but I'm having a fear-based reaction of losing your love if I don't come out with the right explanation right. or the right. So my fear of getting it wrong doubles. I went into my room thinking I was wrong and I'm not sure why. And no one goes in there with me. And teaches you how and to process walks, and walks yeah. me through what probably I'll be grappling with. No one, not specifically. Don't tell me specific because I'm going to do it Charlie's way, even at four, five, six, seven. But tell me in general what might pop up would be very helpful. And I get nothing. 
I get nothing. So what do I do as a caring, trying, cooperative, good intended? I think, what do they want to hear? Yeah. Not what do I really feel? What gets me out of trouble quickest is my now my motive yeah. for thinking. Well, and you're being trained yes. not to explore yes. what's going on inside your your feelings, but you're being trained. How do I game the system here? That's how do I hide stuff down? Yeah. Okay. So, so when you said you had pride in seeing that plaque, that pride or that word pride is an entryway to a comprehensive way in which you are now had a moment of seeing the raw potential of the baby you held in your hands has come to a certain level of fruition successfully in the sense that he's still got all his arms and legs and toes and he's not in, you know, some medical emergency for reasons that may or may not be self-induced. So he's he's healthy on the outside, at least, which is kudos to everyone. And and, and then he seems to be not tearing his hair out like my hair falls out. Um, and so you have every reason to suspect and 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 pray for and love for con- continued goodness in his life. And in that, I have a, a wellspring of emotions about the whole process of the lineage, the the humanity that runs through from my father to me to my son to his son and and then through humanity in general. So I start to feel proud to be a human being. So I dig into that feeling of pride and I'm a little proud about myself and that's allowed. And I'm a little proud of my son and that's allowed, but I don't take credit for it. There's the difference. I know that an accident, like a wrong rock on a highway, could have crashed my son. My son, my actual son, my son, uh, is a scuba diver. He spends time underwater, among other things. And uh, every time he goes under, I always go, ooh, well, he's he's in a place where anything can happen. And he comes out. Am I proud of him? In one way, yeah, I'm very glad he's intact. <laughs> In another way, I'm proud that he faces the unknown with a certain amount of, okay, I'm in here. So your son is in the mix now. Your son is out there getting into the world, going to get, you know, involved and engaged. And you know what he's going to have to face and grapple with. And then there will be uh, the personal side of his life, not just the academic side sure. of his life. And so all of that is happening simultaneously, not sequentially. And he's got all this outside development in his cranium now. And we were hoping that some of it is connecting to the other parts of him that you don't know how have developed yet necessarily. I mean, I know you know his good heart, like I know my son's good heart, but I don't know his fears or his right. Right, terrors or 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 much because I'm his father. He's the, I'm the last person sometimes my son's going to open up to. And that's 
just the natural order of things. But I can see him. I've known him from before he's ever really known himself. And I can know what his likes and dislikes are on certain levels way back when, but there's a pattern that I've been able to watch. Not that I force him into it, but I just say, you know, you have a tendency to really insist on things being fair. You have a big fairness issue in this life. And I tell my son that, you know, when it's not fair, it gets his... Mm. Yeah. And I try to tell him whose standards of fairness are you applying? Fair from whose angle? And he's, you know, as a younger individual, just said, oh, so easy to see. I don't know why you can't see. (laughs) He thought I was confused. (laughs) It was great. And I let him think that. So I said, well, explain it to me then if it's so clear. So right there... My son, I get to flesh out and then, and then I don't have to really say much because once he fleshes it out, he kind of sees it for himself and he goes, yeah, I guess. And that's his good heart that I've learned to trust. And you, you know, your son has the same. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So I feel my way through pride, but it connects me to something so much bigger. If I just really drop into it, I can just say, well, that's just natural fatherly pride. And I think you sold yourself short in that moment. There's a lot to that feeling that is a summation of a stage of life now completed. Yeah. That's satisfaction. That's gratitude. Yeah. There's a lot of that. That's wonder and awe. Yes. A lot of that. You couldn't think... From the time he was born to the time that plaque, how did that happen? <laughs> you didn't think your way through it. Neither did he. Yep. You loved him through it, Cap. That's the difference between feeling your way to that moment and learning from it. Or just saying, that was a weird feeling. I don't know what to do with that. Should I have that feeling? Should I? That was a thought. And I want to go, ooh, what does this feeling connect with? What other feelings come up when I go, oh, what else is involved with this feeling of pride? I drop into the feeling and let it like, like water on a sponge. Let it just like fill that moment and go, oh, and I don't squeeze it out with the thought like, oh, let me see how much water is in there. (laughs) All the, all the water you want to put in it. All the feeling of wonder and awe you want to put in a plaque on the wall that represents a successful satisfaction stage complete. (sighs) More to come. All right. That's a good place to end it today. Thank you very much, Charlie, for uh, working through that example with me. We hope you enjoyed today's discussion. As we've talked about, This is not a commercial endeavor. Our purpose is to reach people who need a lifeline, people who are earnestly trying to quiet that voice in their head and are finding it hard to do it alone. Maybe they just need a little kindness. Maybe they just need someone to show them it's possible to get a little bit better today. If you know people out there like that, then here's how you can help. We are now on major podcast streaming services. 
Go on one or all and rate the podcast, write a review so people who are looking for like souls know this is a safe space. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please share those feelings so others can benefit from this podcast. For those who are new, you can find more of Charles's writings on his blog at owningourselves.com and more of my work at liveforwonder.com. Thanks for listening. We hope your journey is filled with wonder and that every day you recognize those opportunities to explore what you're feeling in your heart. Be good to each other.